Don't think shit, stink pink gators. My Detroit players, Tim's for my hooligans in Brooklyn. Dead right, if the head right, Biggie there, and I. Papa been smooth since days of under rules. Never lose, never choose to. Bruce Cruz, who do something to us? Talk go through us. Girls want to us, wanna do us, screw us, who us? Yeah, Papa and Pump. Close like Starsky and Hutch, stick to clutch. Yeah, I squeeze three at your cherry M3. Bang every MC easily. Recently, niggas frontin' ain't saying nothing, so I just speak my peace, keep my peace. Cubans with the Jesus peace, with my peace, packing, asking who want it. They got it, nigga, flaunt it. That Brooklyn bullshit, we on it. Biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. And I just love your flashy ways. I guess that's why they're broken, you're so Okay, so we are here with episode three of the Sports Throne podcast. I am Brandon. I am once again here with Ryan, aka Rye Guy. What's up, Ryan? What's up, guys? How you doing? And we're here with Greg again, who was on last week. I'm welcome to be back. And we also have James, a special guest this week. James is uh, he's one of my buddies. We go to a lot of sporting events together. Um, you know, we do some collecting together as well. Big hobby. Um, what's up, James? Uh, same old man, keeping uh, keeping sane through these uh, crazy times as much as possible. All right. Well, thank you for coming on with us today. We're gonna have a good time. Um, so uh, it is Fourth of July weekend. Should be pretty wild. Hopefully. Um, not really sure what's going to happen this weekend in sports. Not too much, I don't think, at this point. Still kind of waiting on our leagues to start up again. Um, so today, we'll probably mostly talk about some significant NFL news involving Cam Newton signing with the Patriots. Um, and then we might get into the Patriots scandal a little bit. We heard some news about that. So a lot of Patriots talk today as uh, as much as we don't like the Patriots. We'll still be getting into it a bit. Um, we'll definitely talk about some baseball here um, with players opting out. Um, even maybe even some uh, just some talk about MLB expansion due to all their lost revenue from this season. Um, and we'll get into a few things there. And then probably a little bit about NBA with their upcoming plan to resume the season um, and some players opting out over there as well. And maybe even get into some uh, some good old fashioned college sports talk at the end uh as james over here is a clemson alum um so let's do this we'll start with the nfl big news cam newton signed with the patriots apparently nobody else gave him an offer um the browns talked to him i think i saw but the patriots were the only team to actually give him an offer and boom here we are cam newton under um bill belichick at this point so how are we feeling about this who wants to go first ryan you start all right i'll start i guess uh look i don't know how i really feel about it only because i for the longest time really thought that bill belichick was all in on this jared Stidham guy and i really thought that he fully believed in this you know random guy that he put in for what eight I think he threw eight passes all last <laughs> season. And one of them was an interception to Jamal Adams for a pick six. <laughs> so, you know, there was a part of me that really thought like the organization really sees something as Jared Sidham guy. And I really think that, 
they're going to stick with him and they might actually win the AFC East with him because I can't count out the Patriots with Bill Belichick still being there. So, you know, when I saw the Cam Newton signed with the Patriots, I was shocked, but I don't know if it's really going to be like, oh, this is Cam Newton's job, like right, right then and there. Obviously, he's the more experienced NFL player. He's a former NFL MVP. He, you know, has a lot of talent. But the last two seasons that we've seen him play, he has really not at all been what he used to be. And for someone like him to now fall to the league minimum pay and now play with a team like the Patriots. I don't know what to expect out of him when, you know, training camp, you know, actually comes around. And when, you know, there's a preseason, when Bill Belichick, when they're deciding, there's still a part of me that I feel like kind of thinks that Jared Stidham might be their guy, (laughs) but you're signing Cam Newton. It goes to show, okay, well, either they don't believe in Jared Stidham or Cam Newton was just willing to take whatever it like took him. But Bill Belichick, but Bill Belichick is a smart man and I feel like he might actually like genuinely want Cam Newton on his team. He just didn't want to pay top dollar for him because the Patriots are dealing with a lot of salary issues right now and they don't really have any salary whatsoever. So it, I don't think it was a bad move, but I don't think it's the move that Stephen A. Smith is making it out to be where he's like this he's the hungriest player in the NFL right now he he he's gonna take the the Patriots of the AFC championship I still don't see them as an AFC championship team I don't think they're even close to being an AFC championship team with that wide receiver core they have an amazing defense but you know you're dealing with a rusty Cam Newton and Jared Stidham as your quarterback uh, I don't know. It's I still have a lot of questions about the Patriots going into this year, and I'm mm. not saying they're much better than you know Tom Brady because Tom Brady is also you know 40 something years old and is now on the Buccaneers, which apparently is a playoff team like right then and there. So we'll see. But I think Cam Newton signing with the Patriots is interesting, not explosive like the way the media is doing it and it's only because i think it's the patriots they're a big team you know in the 21st century and it's cam newton who has been a big player in the 2010 era so we'll see and that's really my spiel on that yeah um i i definitely agree with you with the fact that like the patriots you can never count them out i don't care who's under center um, you could have Nathan Peterman out under center and I would still like consider them contenders. Um, but yeah, I, I really do think this at the, like now you have this guy here who has like, he has Super Bowl experience. He was the MVP. Like I, I think Bill Belichick is going to like, just, I, I think he's going to thrive with him. I think Bill Belichick, like it, it's kind of like the whole debate with how, is does Belichick need Brady? Does Brady need Belichick to thrive? Like, um, but I think this will show now that Bill Belichick as a coach does not need Tom Brady to thrive. And he will put Cam Newton back there um, under center. And, you know, I, I really think they're going, he's going to be very good um, as long as he stays healthy, of course. 
And, you know, I, I think the Patriots are still going to be contenders. Um, but yeah, no, I see what you mean. How like, it's not maybe the most, ex- you know, it's, it's how they're the, the, the whole like explosiveness and everything of this move. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that, uh, you know, we're going to see a different style of Patriots football, but they're still going to be pretty elite in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And until you realize that he has worse weapons than he did in North Carolina and he tears his ACL in the fifth game. Yes. Yeah, he, that would be uh that would be a nightmare scenario for them, but their line I mean, basically practices osmosis. So I mean Yeah, I, I just I, I can't picture a world where like the Patriots aren't like one of the best teams, like a contender. Um maybe we'll see it this year. I mean their I mean their defense is still good. That offense definitely not as good, but I mean this could be like a rejuvenation year for Cam. Uh who knows what happens, especially under Belichick. He's so unpredictable. Um you know, like who knows how he's going to use them and everything. Um, who knows if he's if he's going to use like Stidham or I know Brian Hoyer's like in there too to compete. Oh yeah, no, he's yeah. still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess they're all going to compete. Um, so I mean that that'll be pretty cool to kind of see what happens. Um, and yeah, I mean I think it's going to turn into the like Bill Belichick can still win without Tom Brady. That conversation is going to definitely uh, become a thing this year, in my opinion. Yeah, the most worrying thing for me as a Jets fan about this is that, like, the first tweet Cam Newton makes without this, like, he's talking a regular font. So it's like, <laughs> oh shit, is he like all there now in the head? Like, is he is he going to put it together? Yeah, now? like like Belichick's like you know he he has him like <laughs> like in his mode, like just like being like all just no personality at all he's just like robotic just going out there and like doing his thing yeah it's either that or like he saw <laughs> belichick open mouth kiss his daughter and was like whoa what's going on here i gotta straighten up and get this thing right you know yeah it is kind of crazy right. though how like everyone you know everyone's like oh bill belichick doesn't want cam newton on his team like he's too much of a big personality and everything but they're they're taking that leap here um especially it's like it's almost like complete opposite of what they had in Tom Brady, like um, in terms of like mm. style of quarterback and everything. So definitely be pretty interesting to see there. Um, James, did you have any thoughts about that signing at all? I do. I actually have uh, a lot of sure. thoughts on it. I think, I think what really this comes down to, it comes down to two things. One, they signed Cam Newton to a incentive based maximum contract of seven and a half million dollars. So let's say he busts minimal loss. Right. And two, and, you know, Cam Newton is 31, has led a team to a Super Bowl. He's won an MVP. Jared Stidham is really un- untested in the NFL. Definitely has potential. He was first-team All-SEC and SEC Newcomer of the Year at Auburn. Uh, you know, they get, he has potential, but he's very inexperienced right. in the NFL. I think either this is a way to increase competition and competitiveness in training camp and really force the two of them to play better so they can – so they can compete for a starting job and maybe keep the starting job once the season starts. And then if anything, maybe Jared Stidham, if they, if they decide he's the guy they can, or he can really pick up on lessons from Cam Newton. Cause you know, other than that, Brian Hoyer's their only other quarterback with some experience. And the best way you could describe him as a journeyman whose best year was like a 500 season with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. yeah. So you know, who would you pick? To, who, who would you pick to mentor him? Brian Hoyer or Cam Newton? Um, so, that's my take. I would say, I mean, 
you got to get a, a little bit of both there. I mean, both of them have the experience. They're both there now. Um, obviously, different styles of play. Um, but, I mean, I, I we'll kind of see what happens here, um, you know, with the way they want to go with it. The Patriots, it's I guess, you know, it's going to turn into their decision, um, kind of which way they want to go in terms of their style of play and everything. Um, but like I said, I still, I still see them being pretty legitimate contenders. Um, and I, I, I mean, I'm happy Cam Newton signed. Um, I mean, it sucks that it's the Patriots, you know, we're not really too fond of the Patriots over here, but I, I'm happy he's getting a chance. I was just, it was kind of crazy that it took this long though, for him to get signed by a team. Agreed. I think, I think he does occasionally have a bit of a moody personality and maybe that held him back. Yeah. But, yeah. No, nobody knows what goes on in those interviews. Yeah, that's true. It's going to be real fun watching Quinn and Williams sack him to the ground four times this year. Yeah, right. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna get a they're they're gonna have a good time with that Jets defense. Uh, Bills Bills looking pretty good too. Um, you know they're they're like kind of emerging as a favorite to win the division. So mm-hmm. we'll see how the Patriots respond to that too. Oh, Josh um, Allen, a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, he's he's I will, trash. I will <laughs> say, I will say. I do. I I still do think the Patriots probably will win the AFC East this year, just because Bill Belichick is there. And what in a year where who did he have as quarterback in two thousand eight? Matt Castle. Oh, Matt Castle. Yeah, yeah Matt that's... Castle, who still won him what eleven games or ten games? Did they go nine and seven? Did they go nine and seven? Someone double check that. Pretty sure they but I'll check it right now. Hold on. Double they... check it right now. He yeah. had Matt Castle filling for Tom Brady, and he still won nine games. And like a lot of people will say, like, "Well, Matt Castle was a pretty experienced quarterback." That's bullshit. He oh, was a wow. backup quarterback. They went eleven. They went. They went eleven and five. That's what I thought. Man, what? So, yeah, they went eleven and five with Matt Castle as their quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jared Stidham is like, if Bill Belichick almost went through with Jared Stidham as his main guy, and now he has Cam Newton. There's no way I am going to count out the Patriots from winning the AFC East. Yeah, they don't have the offensive weapons. So what? Tom Brady was coming off of a NV, an MVP year in 2007 and got hurt 2008, and they still went 11-5 and with Matt Castle as their quarterback. Bill Belichick can turn any one of those fucking guys into probably – a 11 and 5, 10 and 6, or even 9 and 7 team and win that division because he owns the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins. I I can't look at the Patriots as anything less than um you know I can't look at them as anything less than AFC title winner from the beginning. So I, I think Cam Newton is really good. For the Patriots, but mm-hmm. I think even with Jared Stidham, I think they were a okay. Yeah, no, I agree with the, the whole point about Matt Castle too. Like Bill Belichick, he can win with anyone under center. Um, it almost seems like. So we'll see what happens there, and then kind of the last thing to wrap that up. Um, who do we think wins more games this year, the Patriots or the Buccaneers? Who wants to go first? Because I I have a take. I will go. And I, know. I will go last. Oh boy. I'll go. All right. I'll go. Go ahead, James. Quick. Uh, I think solely because the fact that they managed to get Gronk to go to Tampa Bay as well, I'm I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay. Okay. Okay. Um, that's a bold choice here. I'll uh, I'll chime in here. I think it's. I base it on pure conjecture. <laughs> I I honestly I think I think New England is going to win more games. Um, 
I I do think I think the Buccaneers are being extremely hyped up. Like, don't get me wrong. Like adding Tom Brady, you know, that's a good move. He's old though. Um, they have a lot of offensive weapons, but I mean, like the past few years, still they haven't really. I don't think they've had a winning record since like like 2008 or something like that. I remember reading a stat. Um, so I I mean I think they'll be better. Um, I don't think they're going to be like a Super Bowl contender yet, honestly. Um, but I definitely think they'll be better. They'll be fun to watch. Um, and then, I mean, you got to look at the divisions too. Like the Buccaneers, you're playing Drew Brees' Saints two times. That's a very good Saints team. The Falcons, I mean, they're, they're going to be pretty good, I would assume, um, especially with adding Todd Gurley to the mix. And then, I mean, the Panthers aren't that great, but, you know, they could, they could steal a game from them. Um, so, and then the Patriots, I mean, yeah, the bills are looking all right, but history there shows, you know, the Pats usually beat them. Um, and that goes the same with like the Jets and the Dolphins too. Sorry, Greg. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, the Patriots just, honestly, I feel like their, their division still is a little weaker than what the Bucks have to face. Um, so I do think the Patriots are going to win more games than Tampa, um, this year. I... I'm going to have to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it's only all right. It's for two <laughs> reasons. It's for two reasons. They have a far easier schedule than the Patriots do this year. Oh, that's a good point. They, I should have looked at they, the schedules too. They have they have a rough beginning. They're starting, I'm pretty sure they're starting in New Orleans at the very beginning of the year. And I think after like the first four weeks, four or five weeks. They have a very easy schedule. They're they're playing the Giants at home, which they're probably going to win. No, no, not the Giants at home. They're playing at the Giants, which they're still probably going to win <laughs> because they're far better than the Giants look right now. Um, Everyone is especially good. if they have Gronkowski as their tight end, which always ruins the Giants. Um, but they have a far easier schedule than the Patriots do this year because I'm pretty sure the Patriots are not only in L.A. for – of like you know for the San Diego Chargers they're in LA for the Rams like back to back weeks so they're in LA for <laughs> a week straight then they have to they they're hosting the Baltimore Ravens which i think are the best NFL team period um then they're hosting i think they're going to Kansas City and i think they're going to lose there i i can't see a world where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't finish with a nine and seven, 10 and six season, but the Patriots like struggle to just finish with like a 10 and six at best 11 and five record. And also I think, look, Tom Brady, he's old. He is aged. He is not what he used to be. Mm. I get that. He makes very few mistakes. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes at all. He doesn't throw a lot of picks. He obviously threw a pick at the his his last <laughs> throw as a Patriot was a pick six. I get Let's that. But he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And the Buccaneers, as bad as their secondary was, were they went eight and eight. And I could argue if Jameis Winston didn't throw, oh, I don't know, 30 interceptions last <laughs> year, they probably would have won a couple more games. So I have to go and say that the Buccaneers, easier schedule, better quarterback, offense was upgraded. Defense is obviously upgraded. They have a better offensive line than the Pats. I'm going to have to say 
the Buccaneers might win a couple more games than the Patriots do. I don't think they're going to win that division. I still think the Saints are a better built team than them, but I, I do think they'll win more games and they might sneak in as a wild card team. And that's just me. That's a good point. Um, I'm going to fact my check. My, I'm going to fact check myself here. Sorry. Um, when I said that the Bucs have had a winning record there. So I looked it up their past winning record. They went nine and seven in 2016. Um, but the last oh, yeah. time they made the last time they made the playoffs for talking 2007 when they lost to the Giants. Yeah. Super Bowl run. <laughs> that was the last time the Buccaneers were even in the playoffs. So, they hosted uh, the Giants. That's right. They yeah, won the division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That was that was the yeah. Super Bowl 42 run. That's um, crazy. The, the, the Bucks did go 10 and 6 in 2010. I think that was maybe like the Josh Freeman era. Um, but they came in third in the division that year. So uh, they kind of just got screwed, I would say, out of a, a playoff spot that year. But yeah, I mean, no playoffs since 2007. Does anyone remember when the uh, Pats got eliminated from the playoffs by the Jets because of Sean Green? That was really cool. Absolutely, that was amazing. <laughs> Rex Ryan running his fat ass down the sideline and getting a. Flag. I was rooting for the Jets that year. I was. I even if you're a Giants fan, I don't know how you for the how you root for the Patriots over the Jets. Like no one likes the Patriots. No, they're like, no, they're like no, the Yankees of baseball. Like, right, mean, right. No, I, I agree. Not. I would, I would root for the Jets over the Patriots for sure. I rooted for the Giants over the Patriots. And that, that, <laughs> that panned out twice. So I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, Greg, what did you have to say about the uh, Patriots versus Buccaneers record? Oh, I have one simple reason and I'm definitely right because I'm never wrong. Uh, the Bucks are going to have a better record. And I don't think they're going to be that good. I think they're going to go nine and seven because I don't think Tom Brady's all that he's cracked up to be anymore. Fair. Um, and I would say the Bucks have a better record because Cam Newton will get hurt before the seventh game of the season, and the Patriots are going to suck after that. So, all right, that's my I, only uh, reason why I'm picking the Bucks because that's the only reason I need. All right, bold take there. I uh, I'll respect that. Um, Made a glance. So now that we covered that. Um, I guess for a little bit here, we'll just talk about that. Uh, the Patriots scandal, um, kind of a scandal, I guess. They got caught filming the Bengals, was it, I believe? Um, Bengals Browns. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they were doing that. Um, the the Bengals are pretty bad. Um, Stop but... me if you've heard this before. Patriots yep, yeah, are caught yeah. filming other teams' practices. Yep. And games. Patriots cheating. It's like water is wet. Um Find 1.1 million. I heard that's. I mean, nothing crazy there. That's a slap on the wrist for them. Um, they lost a third round pick. Though, they did right? lose a. Th- yep, I was just gonna say they did lose a third round pick for next year. That's pretty big. Um, I feel like that's pretty big. It's not crazy. I mean, in terms of what this, you know, what they. It's did, not crazy. Think, They're not I losing like a first round pick, but they lost. Yeah, a third I, round I think pick. it's appropriate for what they did this time. Um, but yeah, that should be, uh, that, that kind of just got swept under the rug here. Uh, not a lot of people are talking about this, um, since they did just sign Cam Newton. Um, so that's kind of taking the headlines, but yep, that, that did come out the same day, I believe that Newton signed. Um, and yeah, um, I guess we'll see what happens with that. So, I mean, third round pick, that's, you know, that's a solid player you're missing out on for next year. They probably signed Cam Newton to cover that up. That's my my take. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for the NFL right now. Um, I'm sure some more storylines will come out in this next week or so. Um, So let's actually move on to baseball here a little bit. Um, Yeah, so season's coming soon. Sounds like guys are going to be going to camp soon. A lot of teams are starting to Tomorrow, I think. Yeah, a lot of teams are starting to announce their 60-man squads. 
Um, so we've seen a lot of that and a lot of minor leaguers, uh, you know, some prospects are going to get a chance to kind of work out um, with their teams for the rest of the summer. Um, so obviously we kind of talked about predictions and stuff last week, pretty in depth. Um, so, I mean, at this point, kind of the biggest news is players are starting to opt out a little bit. Um, I mean, the, probably the biggest we've seen was the nationals, Ryan Zimmerman's out, um, as well as, uh, Joe Ross. Ross. Yeah. He, he was going to be their fifth starter. Um, and then I think Ian Desmond was confirmed. Uh, he's out for the rock. Mike Leakey also. Yeah. Mike, Mike Leak. Um, Mike Leak. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. He's, uh, I think he's on Arizona now. Yeah. Diamondbacks. He opted out. Um, I know Ryan Zimmerman, he had a pretty legitimate reason, um, with his, his mother, I believe has, um, she, she has some illness. Um, she has, mother, ain't doing too well. As well yeah. His yeah. Wife, he just doesn't want to I think, was, it, I think which, it was MS if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, something like that. Correct. Um, and yeah, so he, he did say he's not going to retire yet though. He'll be back next year. Um, so I think he does feel a little bad, but you know, we completely Jeez. respect his decision, his decision for sure. Um, then the Ian Desmond thing, um, I know he's, he kind of put out a pretty in-depth Instagram post about it and, uh, just kind of all that for me and Desmond, let me tell you, <laughs> not, not important um, enough for me to read Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he definitely, he, he made some good points, um, regarding everything going on in the world right now. And he kind of just feels like it's not the right time to play baseball. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, I, I respect, I, I respect his opinion. Um, but yeah, just, you know, it, it does kind of suck that some of these well-known names are, uh, opting out and we are probably going to see some more, honestly, um, as we go along here. Um, and kind of one of the big things too, which I just learned as well, that like, um, if you're not considered a quote unquote at risk player, um, they're not actually getting paid. Um, so they're, uh, I think, I'm not sure if Ryan Zimmerman's in that category. Um, I know his mother, um, and everything, but uh, um, yeah, I did learn that if you're not an at-risk player, you're not actually going to be getting paid. Um, so that'll be pretty interesting. Does anyone have any more thoughts regarding guys opting out and everything? Uh, you know, no, you can go, Ryan. I'm sorry, my bad. Oh no, I was gonna say, look, um, I've heard, I listened to a lot of sports radio recently, and there are people that are calling and that are like upset <laughs> that uh, people are opting out of the season, and if. You are one of those people. You're an asshole. <laughs> I I can't I can't express enough how this this season is going to be a weird season. It's not mm. going to make any sense. And if you are getting legitimately upset about someone who does not come back because they're they don't want to risk anyone from their family being sick, you're an asshole. So I just <laughs> wanted to say that because I heard someone on the phone on the radio the other day proclaim it's they're being selfish for not do coming back. I I this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, no, I I kind of agree with what you're saying. Um, you know, all these guys are definitely human as well. Um, so you know, you kind of I I mean, especially with everything going on, if they don't want to risk it, it kind of you know you kind of get it at this point if you. Um, can kind of, you know, humanize them. And uh, um, yeah, so I mean, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, people who are saying, you know, they're they're selfish and everything. It, it, it's kind of ridiculous because like when like at the end of the day, they're all human too. like they they can make these choices for the, um, you know, the sake of their lives and their family and everything. Um, and yeah, it's like 
why would you say that? Like they, people are just mad because they want their team to win. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's almost selfish on the, uh, some of the, the fans and um, about like, you know, judging them like that, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like from the Yankees point of view, like if Garrett Cole opts out of the season, like that would suck a lot. Yeah. yeah, But like, he's having a newborn kid and like, I get it. I'd be really depressed because it's like, shit, I want to watch Garrett Cole pitch for the Yankees, but it's like, you know, what am I going to do? I can't control the guy's life, you know? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, I definitely, there's probably a lot more pressure on, like, superstars like that because even if they wanted to opt out, they'd be like, they're going to be, they'll feel extremely hated by everyone. I mean, yeah, if something like that happens, uh, the circumstances, I'm sure, you'd see different. Um, so, I mean, we'll see what happens if more guys opt out and stuff. Uh, James, did you have any specific thoughts regarding that? Um. Just down to the main point of uh, I guarantee all those people that are complaining that the players are being selfish and, you know, are, you know, being, you know, somewhat, you know, uncompetitive or are non-professional by not coming back. You know, I guarantee you half of those people, if they felt they were at risk of going back to their jobs, uh, they wouldn't go back either. So, you know, I, I, I think a lot of those, a lot of, I think a lot of people are just telephone tough guys right there. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're definitely going to see a lot of that. It's kind of unfortunate. Um, but yeah, Yeah. we'll see going forward if, you know, any more names kind of, uh, drop out and, uh, see what happens with that. Um, quick Blue Jays update. I believe, um, they did get confirmation that they can play in Toronto for this season oh, really um james you i believe you actually sent that to me earlier um i think they they did right um they're getting they're going to be playing in the rogers center they're going to be playing in the rogers center it had been floated around uh, that they may play in uh their florida spring training mm-hmm. complex but obviously given anybody that's watched five minutes of the news <laughs> knows that's not happening and uh also and buffalo was also floated yeah. but a lot of people a lot, which I think would have been kind of cool, but at the same time, I don't think uh, that it would have been a, a sufficient facility to play uh, Major League right. Baseball in AAA baseball just fine. But I think for uh, even if it's an abbreviated season, I just don't think that that was a, a stadium that could host Major League Baseball. Yeah, I, I do agree. I think that's a pretty good point. Um, you know, they, they have the, like the field there is fine, but then in terms of like the, the major league grade facilities, obviously they, they wouldn't really have as much. So in Buffalo, oh God, no, um, yeah. Um, no way. so, I mean, it's, it's good that they'll be in Toronto. Um, you know, the Yankees will probably be up there several times. Um, so yeah. And I guess schedule will probably be coming out soon too. Speaking of, uh, speaking of that. Um, so that'll, that'll be interesting to see how that's the kind of the schedule is going to pan out for those 60 games. Um, other thing here as well, um, update today. I know we were talking about last week, the field of dreams game, um, the game at the, uh, the, uh, famous spot in Iowa where field of dreams was kind of take, took place and was filmed. Um, they, they're still trying to put it on. They were saying, um, only thing is it was supposed to be the Yankees and the White Sox. They're not going to be playing each other this year. Um, so they're almost like thinking about putting it on with just two other teams. Um, but they did release a statement today that said, as of right now, they are planning on having that game in August. So like, whoa, okay. Um, this might actually be happening. Um, I don't think it's going to end up happening. I think it's going to end up being postponed to next year. Um, 
just because of everything going on, probably easier to not make guys travel out there just for that game and, you know, have all the media coverage and mm-hmm. such. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. I would, I would hope that it just kind of gets moved to next year instead. I think it'll happen this year. You know, you think so? You could have Chicago and Chicago play off. That would be cool. Other. That or would they be have cool. the Cubs and the White Sox playing against each other, you know, for the year. I mean, mm-hmm. you could like how many times are the White Sox and the Cubs going to be playing against each other in this season? Is it going to be like what four uh, times? Four. Yeah. So you could do a four game series right there for like the yeah. weekend Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Or, I feel like that'd be brilliant. Here's an even better idea. What okay. if we just take a whole bunch of bulldozing equipment? Tear down oh the trop and take the rays and put them in the field of dreams forever. Are you just going to vouch for this every week? No, I said last week I said a Blue Jays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. But so now that the Blue Jays have their stadium, why don't we just get rid of the trop? Because that place fucking sucks. <laughs> and let's just put the rays <laughs> in Iowa because they'll have the same amount of fans there anyway. I want the rays <laughs> to move to Montreal so badly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about expansion in a minute here. Um, but did anyone else have any further thoughts? Like, do you think? Yes, I All right, do. Go ahead, James. I think that they should keep the White Sox in that game, and for historical accuracy purposes, the they should be playing the Reds in that series Ooh. because the 1919 World Series, White Sox versus Reds, Black Sox led to that whole movie. That's how it should be done. Oh. You really want to do it? You really want to do it right? Do it with the White Sox and the Reds. Okay. Make Kevin, I like that. Kevin I like that throws off too. the first pitch. That's how take it out. It. Take out my take. Put in that take. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot, actually. Yes, I, I agree. And they, they will play each other because both central division teams, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what that's why it's feasible. Yeah, yeah. No, that would be pretty it's cool. Lot, um, that makes a lot more it just, sense. It, it would be too bad this year just because, um, you know, you're not probably not going to be able to have a lot of people there for the game. Um, and, you know, have any sort of big celebration with that. So that's why I'm kind of against it, because it would be cool mm-hmm. to kind of have it as like a normal, um, you know, normal year where you can have fans there and everything and have, um, you know, more of like a media presence. Um, not just kind of like watching a game with like golf announcers. It's going to be mad quiet and everything. Like a lot of games are probably going to be this year. Um, so, I mean, yeah, no, me- no I mean, media presence and no fans. That's Sonny Gray's like ideal game. Like you could just go out there and pitch and not have anyone looking. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. He's not, and then he's oh not anxious. <laughs> well, as long as it's outside New York, you have a uh, you have an even chance. Yeah, of do us happy to come to New York to go to all the Broadway shows. And then he decides to throw it right down Broadway to every freaking batter that steps up to the plate. So that's a good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Still mad yes. about it in case you couldn't tell. Yes, yes. Uh, no, I, I agree. It was rather frustrating. Um, so I guess we can move on from that here. Um, I know we're kind of getting into MLB expansion a little bit um, just because of the lost revenue this year. Um, I know James has, uh, you know, a little bit of passion behind that, whether it's moving, you know, a team, uh, the Rays, essentially, to Montreal, um, you know, putting a team in like Portland. Um, but yeah, if you want to talk about that a little bit, go ahead. Sounds good. I know somebody uh, mentioned before that uh, they want the Rays to move to Montreal. That was me. I, th- I I agree with you 100%. I, but I do like – people think I'm nuts when I say this, but when Stu Sternberg suggested that split city proposal last summer, I really thought that was a good idea, only because I agree when he says that both of those two markets I just don't think can support a team where the, the seats are consistently full – Mm-hmm. 
every night mm-hmm. because Montreal, it's, it's too cold. It would be too expensive to build a stadium there. The Rays, it would be if you build it in St. Pete, the fans are not going to come. I've been, I've driven, I've been to St. Petersburg, Florida. Getting there is a absolute nightmare compared to just having to go to Tampa. Yes, it is. And uh, so I really think that unfortunately they're probably going to have to wait until after 2027 when their lease runs out, unless uh, the Montreal Group wants to just go ahead and do it on their own. But I think that's when they're going to have to wait for that plan to potentially come to fruition because Stu Sternberg apparently has already said to the St. Pete mayor that he's not promising a full season of baseball in Tampa, in uh, St. Petersburg after 2027. So either this plan is happening or they're going to leave lock, stock and barrel. So that's what we need to be ready for. Yeah, I think I think you make uh, a lot of good points with that. Um, just to kind of add on to that. Um, I, I have been to Tropicana Field for a couple games, and, yeah, it's an absolute royal pain in the ass to get there. Um, and then you just show up there, and it's a giant, like, warehouse or circus tent. Like, there's nothing appealing it's about disgusting. it. Yeah. Um, it's it would, it would be nice if, you know, they could – if I obviously this isn't going to happen at this point, but if they could get, like, a, a like cool, like, a retractable roof stadium right on, like, the bay there – um, you know, easy access by public transportation or something. I feel like that would be the ideal fit for the Tampa Bay area. Um, and, you know, like that way, if it's super hot, you know, you can close the, the roof there. Um, and then on the water, you know, you kind of have like a nice breeze if it's a nice night or something. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's just too far gone for that new plan to happen at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, a team in Montreal would be pretty cool. Um, I had the chance to go up to Olympic Stadium for a uh the blue jays play there for spring training for a series every year um and i got to check that out a few years ago obviously they would need a new stadium if they put a team in montreal because that stadium is literally like straight out of the 70s like the seats are tiny it's echoey it's musty um it's pretty cool but definitely would need a new stadium and for sure would need something with a roof i would say um because it's i mean it's pretty much still like spring-ish winter-ish weather in like the month of April and then even in like into October too, it'll be kind of cold. Yeah. For me, it's like, I want to know why sports teams continue to go to Tampa Bay. I, I know the XFL went there cause they claimed it was like one of the bigger media markets that they could get, but it's like, how big is the media market when they can barely get 7,000 pl- fans for a playoff game in there, let alone a world series. Yeah. Game? I, <laughs> oh I just God. don't understand the infatuation with Tampa Bay and why teams keep on thinking that putting a baseball team in Florida is a good idea because it seems like no one wants to go to those. Yeah. Teams. Yeah. I, almost. Um, like, why do you want to stay? Why would you not look to go elsewhere? Yeah. It's all, it, I, I think like, it's almost like the spring training, like has the appeal, but the pro baseball with like the Marlins and Rays just isn't there. It, it, or yeah. not pro, like pro teams like there all the time, but the like, spring training, like it's perfect for that. Um, but yeah, like, teams that are permanently there i should say it's just like not working so like i know people say montreal but honestly i'd move the race to like nashville or charlotte some somewhere in like that mid-south area mm-hmm. where it's like really nice weather year-round and you wouldn't have to build a dome or yeah like where or even a retractable roof and you could just like hey let's go to these really cool like up and coming markets and let's try something new instead of staying in Tampa Bay where we get <laughs> retired New Yorkers who only come to the game when the Yankees or Mets are in town. Yeah, literally. Of course, but... Oh yeah. Aren't you competing with 
I guess, like the Braves in a way, then, if you try to move over there. No. I feel like the Braves kind of dominate that, you know, area. You know? Well, the no. thing with Nashville and Charlotte are a lot of people are moving down there from the northern states. There's like, it, it it's not necessarily a baseball town, so, but like they embrace the Predators a lot there. And I, I feel like. They embrace the Titans too enough when they move there. So it's like mm-hmm. they'll adapt. And if your team, if you're offering a product good enough, people are going to want to go to the games. And, oh, I, and I think either of those two cities with the weather that yeah. they get on a year-round basis. I mean, and they're just both growing all, so much too. Yeah, and they both have uh, successful sports teams there in terms of like revenue and stuff like that. Like the Titans and Panthers both do very well every year. So it's like you, you might as well give it a shot. Like I would personally want to see that. Oh, absolutely. And you could build no, really cool stadiums in both of those states because there's like zero money involved in building them because it's very <laughs> cheap. So I would love to see the stadiums that they could create with that. Yeah. No, look, I think the Rays are a team that deserve a true fan base. I think the Rays are consistently one of the, you know, best teams in baseball they don't make the playoffs every year but recently they, i would say so yeah. recently they've been a very good team they're analytically driven but they also just have a really smart you know general manager and owner behind them they're cheap yes but cool. i feel like like you just said in a market where that might embrace them more and give them more money than Tampa Bay is giving them. They might actually really succeed. I don't know if Nashville is the place that I would pick for them. I still think Montreal is a good market for them to go to. I, I still think they're, you know, if the Expos made the world series in the nineties before, you know, the 94 uh, holdout began, I feel like they would have gotten the new stadium that they wanted. And I feel like they would have absolutely, you know, still, I, I don't think the Washington Nationals would exist. I think you know they would still have the Montreal Expos up there in Montreal <laughs> if they got that new stadium. But I look at the Tampa Bay Rays as a team that is like, oh no, they 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 could have made the World Series last year and they still would be one of the most poverty franchises <laughs> in baseball right now because they refuse to spend money and move and like they can't really move anywhere else. I for whatever reason I I look at the Rays and I just wish that. They had a fan base that would come out and drives for them because they they earned that. They absolutely earned that. And I I don't know where else they could go aside from Montreal. But you know what? Maybe Nashville is that market that they could possibly tap into. But we won't know that. We won't know anything until, I guess, 2027 now. Or if the MLB grants them access to that split season in Montreal huh. and Tampa Bay. What about Vegas? Oh, well, we talked about this a while ago. The A's maybe, actually right? should probably move to Vegas. The A's should, well, I, like, like I said in my podcast way before this, the A's absolutely would be a great team to have in Vegas. Just move every team from Oakland to Vegas and they'll kick ass. It's pretty much what's happening yeah. at this point. So Oakland's a pretty exactly. shitty market. And Oakland <laughs> is a terrible and market. The A's, that state, like they need a new stadium anyway. Although so. I, I love, I love Oakland Stadium the so college. much. Why? It's crazy. I, it's, you know what it is? I, I like the bells banging in the oh, back. God, it's Cowbell, such man. an ugly stadium, but for whatever <laughs> reason, nobody can win there. Nobody There's can like go 10 into miles Except for the Rays. Except for the Rays. The Rays kicked the yeah. shit out of the athletics last year, 
But, you know, for whatever reason, the Yankees can't win there. The Angels can't win there. The <laughs> Mets couldn't win there. God damn it. The Astros can't win there. But the, for some reason, the Rays can win yeah. there. So, you know what? Move the Tampa Bay Rays to Las Vegas. Yeah, Fuck so the it's athletics. almost like two up and like almost like poverty franchises up and coming, though. Um, you know, in terms of like they're, they're slowly getting better and like their time is coming. Um, but they both have like these rundown stadiums and stuff. So it's pretty wild um, if they're going to like see if they're going to want to move them or not. Um, James, did you, did you want to add anything in terms of expansion? Uh, yeah, my next point was going to be out of uh, the Southeast Charlotte or Nashville. I think Nashville is definitely more likely simply because uh, Char- uh, the city of Charlotte just built a brand new AAA stadium. And also the fact that Nashville already has a team name. They have a, a logo. They have a, lo- a stadium location. They have branding already in place. Uh, both Raleigh and uh, Charlotte have none of that. And another thing to keep in mind is in North Carolina, there's a ton of independent and minor league baseball teams right mm-hmm. there. So I think they're going to face a lot more competition in building a fan base down there than they would if they were in Tennessee. I, I Just purely because of how many alternate options there are to go watch baseball – I think North Carolina is very risky. Yeah, isn't there like a Carolina League, I believe, um, in the minors? Yeah, there's a whole – it's like single A. I think it's it's just called the Carolina yeah. League. I mean, you go to any, you go to any, you know, half-decent-sized city in North Carolina, there, it seems like there's a minor league baseball team. Yeah, and I uh, – just to kind of cut in real quick here, um, I'm pretty sure the, the Charlotte Knights, they're the AAA team uh, down there in Charlotte, I think, of the White Sox. They just built a brand new stadium not too long ago. So, uh, um, you know, they're, it seems like they might be just kind of, uh, um, you know, they're, they're going to solidify them there and kind of just roll with their AAA team and maybe not like, you know, work hard to get an MLB team there. Um, obviously, we'll see what happens. But yeah, they just put some serious money into, um, you know, making that really nice facility for the Knights down there. I just thought of some. What? And you're not going to get a better location than that stadium. It is right in the heart yeah, of downtown. Yeah, yeah, if you're going to, it looks pretty cool. If, if you're, I, I've been there, and I can tell you, if you were going to build a major league baseball stadium anywhere, that's where you'd want to build mm-hmm. it. And they've already got the AAA stadium, so I, I just, they, I, I, I think Charlotte, just in terms of where a lot of people are moving, and in terms of corporate partnerships, it's a good option. But just purely because of already what recently was newly built there, it puts a real roadblock in the way well, two questions sure. to piggyback onto that then could it be something where you see like them try and just build onto that stadium just to add more seating and then kind of like re-rough it up to make it more immediately stadium or my other thought was what about like a place like louisville in kentucky that's an untapped market over there for baseball and like i don't know louisville is a big sports town i mean it's mm-hmm. mostly college but i mean it may, it'd be interesting to see something in the, just to kind of like put more teams in, in the heartland area over there just so it's like not all on the coasts, I guess, because there's nothing really in the middle outside of like the freaking Royals, and that's about <laughs> and it. Yeah, no, the Royals and Cardinals, yeah. like the only teams like in that central, like eastern central of the United States area. It's like it's just a lot of uncharted territory. It seems <laughs> like. I think I agree. I think Louisville, just in terms of sports culture, is great. Just. I, I, when it comes to territorial rights, I think the Cincinnati Reds would nix any possibility oh, yeah. of that ever. Yeah, because yeah. Cincinnati's like right there, right? Oh, I didn't think. I didn't think. Yeah, it's, that. It's, it's less <laughs> than an hour Reds. and a half. Cincinnati would never let that happen. 
That's sad. Um, but I, again, I agree. Louisville's a good choice and a good sports market. Just in terms of legalities, <laughs> I don't see it happening. Yeah. Um, and then kind of the other couple of expansion potential cities. I know, James, you've talked about Portland, Oregon in the past, um, and San Antonio, too as two potential ones that already have some pro teams, but uh, maybe could use baseball too. I agree. I think uh, if there's ever going to be any expansion in major league baseball, they're going to have to put another team out West and the two choices are Vegas or Portland. And, and again, it just kind of comes back to uh, my point before with Nashville, there's already an ownership group. They have stadium renderings, uh, a location picked out. They've got, they, they have all the mm-hmm. groundwork laid. They just need, they just need the go ahead. So mm-hmm. again, you, but you, you never know. I mean, Vegas swooped in out of nowhere and snatched the Raiders up. So they could very easily do yeah, that. Yeah, You can always see Vegas make, trying to make a run for something, but they just built a new stadium for their minor league team too. I think. It, that's what I was going to say is that they just built it. This last year was the first stadium for the Las Vegas Davies, Aviators new yeah. stadium. Yeah, oh, so they I they just, might be kind of committing you, to the minor league game too. I feel like they're exactly. definitely going to try and get in the major league sports game. They just got football. They just got right. hockey not too long ago. They're definitely going to try and yeah. get basketball. It's just sooner, weird though because like Vegas never really, you know, it never really seemed like a sports city. Is you know, it has it. You know, we know what Vegas is known for, um, and it's kind of like they're trying to make it into a sports city. Um, I mean, though they'll, they'll probably get the fans fine. Um, but the yeah, Knights sell out like every game. I will say the yeah. Golden Knights really came out of nowhere. They sell out yeah. like every home they game. Got to the they? Stanley Cup the yeah, first yeah. year, <laughs> and that's like a large market too. You know, and they, they're still a they, great like, team. Yeah, they you know they do well. They sell tickets. It's expensive out there, but uh, I'm sure yeah. the Raiders are going to do the same. I think um, the Raiders are going to be not. I don't think they're going to make the Super Bowl the first year, no, but I think no, they're going. I think, I think that, they're going to be a hot stadium, team to go visit. Yeah, that new market and everything. I think the Raiders are. Yeah, it's going to be a hot ticket for sure. Did you they guys see that new stadium? <laughs> that it looks like absurd. a fucking Death Star. Yeah. I want to go <laughs> so badly to a game there, but I'm. All, I also just looked up the Portland stadium renderings, and oh my god, I am all in on a team in Portland. This is what the stadium would look. <laughs> Do they like. have a minor league Absolutely. team in Portland? Uh, no, no, they don't. No, they did historically, no, oh, wow. not anymore. Yeah, why don't we get an MLB team in Portland? Have a nice like Portland Mariners rivalry. It would have something? to be That'd a retractable be cool. dome because they get more rain than Seattle. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so. but yeah, that would be cool. Um, I know like Vancouver was kind of a thought too. Um, I know that would really compete with the Mariners though because that's kind of right there. Um, what about a New city Orleans? That, that could hold it, and then yeah, even New Orleans too. I mean, they already have uh the Saints the pelicans um so hey why not throw an mlb team down there too? another place where you'd need a dome because of rain so it's just like oh yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. retractable roofs are cool too so who cares yeah and then i know like even they were talking about like what putting a team in like mexico or something i know there's yeah, been, like, not, crazy theories going around i'm very um, against that yeah that would be logistically kind of crazy um Probably not as easy as just having a team in Toronto, but yeah. yeah. Um, James, do you have any final thoughts on that? Um, anybody who really doesn't want to wait for expansion, this whole uh, reduced season, reduced revenue, uh, revenue uh, impact for this season just might be your saving grace <laughs> because the only re- the last two re- two rounds of Major League Baseball expansion was based solely on the fact that they needed quick cash. Mm-hmm. And in the late 80s, the owners got hit with a huge lawsuit by veteran uh, 
free agents because the owners were proven to have colluded against signing veteran free agents. And they basically and they refused to sign them. And the uh, union filed a grievance and won in court and they paid off that legal settlement by having the Marlins and the Rockies come into existence. Uh, And then and then it happened uh, 10 years later with the lost revenue from 1994. uh, That's how the Rays and the Diamondbacks came to exist. So, you know, really, the last the only reason why MLB is as big as it is now is out of financial necessity. So if if you want them to stop, you know, kicking the can down the road this season just might make it happen a lot faster than they've always Mm-hmm. Said that they're going to do it. Oh, we've we always get... said that they're going. They've said they're going to wait for Tampa and Oakland and get their stadium situations sorted out before they do it. But you know, <laughs> yeah, anybody that thinks that that's going to go smoothly or happen reasonably quick, it's not. not won't happen. <laughs> Tampa is not going to let them do anything. Absolutely. Uh, that uh, that they that they see as feasible and Oakland just that city council. I understand that they want to be maybe they're exercising what they view as uh, financial responsibility. But when it comes to keeping their teams, they just get in their own way. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Um, Yes. um, Yeah, I was just thinking how wild it would be to like have two new major league teams and have like an expansion draft. And then they have a whole new like farm system. It would it would be kind of wild if all that started up again. 100%. It would save some minor league teams that yeah, are going to get that's, cut, that's too. that's true. That's very true. Um, so, yeah, I mean, MLB expansion, it's always a uh, kind of an interesting topic to debate and kind of see what happens. It would be pretty cool, I think. I think Portland is definitely the way to go. Um, and then maybe, like, the Nashville, Charlotte, if that mm-hmm. works, something around that area. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens, especially with this uh, shortened season with all the loss of revenue, too. Um, so that pretty much sums up everything for baseball for now. Um, like I said, we'll see if more players start opting out. Um, so, I mean, really we'll talk a little bit basketball here. Not too much new news since last week. Um, we have had a couple players opt out. Um, I know the nets are having some issues here. Um, Deandre Jordan's out. Um, Wilson Chandler's out and now Spencer Dinwiddie is a good chance. He's been, he'll be out too. Um, I know Jordan and Dinwiddie both tested positive for, uh, for COVID. So they're, it's probably not going to happen for them. Um, so that's just kind of a bummer, um, considering they're kind of fighting for one of those last playoff spots. Um, and those are definitely uh, a couple big pieces, um, especially when, you know, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant aren't going to be playing. So they're kind of depleting here. Um, so that kind of sucks. Um, and then, I mean, the schedule came out, right, at least for the remainder of the regular season. And we're all laughing because the Pelicans have an absolute cakewalk to get that eight seed. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I can't the wait for waiting to get on TV again. Yeah, it's, it's like we know they did this all on purpose. Um, you know, they gave them basically all the easiest teams that are left. Um, you know, where they, they want Zion's Pelicans in that playoff, that eight seed. So we Juan get them versus the Lakers in the first round. And, you know, everybody's going to be watching that. LeBron versus Zion. Um, and, I mean, we were joking. Like, it's going to be on pay-per-view because, like, it's going to be su- such, like, the hot thing to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they're trying so hard to get the Pelicans into the playoffs. And I think that's just kind of hilarious. Am I wrong, though, that they – 
like already had this schedule set up before COVID, or am I completely wrong about that? Because I thought this was already set up before COVID, like what I, the last eight games were. Because I don't I'm, know. Because I I'm pretty sure that like the 22 teams that they have in the playoffs or whatnot, whatever the fucking like you know deciding thing is, I'm pretty sure that the Pelicans are playing like the last eight teams that they were supposed to be playing that like weren't you know cut out before I, I they decided, decided this Orlando I thought thing. they just they created a schedule just recently um just with the you know with the teams remaining they created that schedule um but I'm not really sure about that I'm not disagreeing that it's completely yeah. easy for the Pelicans I'm just <laughs> saying like I I do think there was a portion of their schedule that they they it, still had to play through and I I'm I'm uh-huh. fairly certain that this is close to what that schedule was. It is very easy though and you know they re- they really want to see that Zion Williamson <laughs> in the goddamn playoffs so Yep, against LeBron. Good on them. And that's all I'll say about the NBA because yeah, I um, really and then, I, I, haven't I don't think the NBA is even going to happen cuz I think too many players are getting it and Yeah, that's, uh, that, that, that's a concern too. Um, you know, just down in Florida is so bad now, and they're, you know, they're probably sweating it out with, uh, you know, what do we do now? Um, I know we talked about that a lot last week, too. Um, so I mean, we'll see what happens with that as we go forward. And then the last, I mean, if it does happen, did you see the schedule? It's like it, it, it's like five game. it's like a game at like noon, two o'clock, four o'clock, six o'clock, eight o'clock, like every day. It's an um, AAU so, tournament. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much that in like these three gyms. And they, I mean, it's it's a dream for like sports gamblers. Um, yep. for sure. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Greg is all in on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm Greg, Greg's over here. Is like, yeah, he's. <laughs> um. So yeah, the the scheduling. I mean, if it happens, like it's gonna be some some great wa- uh you know some uh, must watch TV. Um, <laughs> but that is if it happens at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're going to be reporting soon in the next week or two, I think. So, uh, um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of just have to move forward with that and see where they go. Um, so that really sums up basketball. Um, did you guys want to talk about any college sports at this point? Um, not too much new news with that besides, uh, the typical kind of, you know, training camps for the summer have been shutting down a little bit. COVID-19 um, seeing, like, spreading these, throughout. Yeah, they're, they're testing colleges. positive. A lot of the athletes. UNC is kicking ass in you know, recruiting right now, which oh, was yeah, a shock true, to me true. today. They signed, what, a five – the number six recruit in the country, which I was shocked by, but then everyone in the group chat roasted me. Like, <laughs> UNC has been doing really great. You know, I don't know what yeah. the fuck you're talking well, about, Ryan. Well, They've been doing Matt really Brown great. took over the reins, I mean, why wouldn't you want to play for, like, a legendary coach like that? I understand, um, but it's still UNC. You're in a conference I mean, with Clemson. It's a place to go. And a- apparently, his <laughs> top choices were Ohio State and Georgia. Ooh. I'm going to go play for UNC. Well, what? <laughs> I think, I mean, maybe he'll get a chance to play at UNC as opposed to Ohio State or, you know, schools like that where he may have to fight for a starting spot. I don't know. I don't know the yes, details. But I understand. I, yeah. But- yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're the I, I number you, six recruit in the country, I don't mean to cut you off. If you're the number six <laughs> recruit in the country. Yeah, he's probably and, gonna be starting. And you, you're gonna be starting. <laughs> and you you choose UNC. Okay. I, and that's that's my rant on <laughs> UNC. But you're in a you're in a conference with Clemson, who is clearly the best team in football right now. I can't I I just why? <laughs> Speaking of Clemson football, 
the only thing I wanted to touch on about college sports is Trevor Lawrence will most likely not be a Patriot now, which I'm pretty happy about. If there's any good yes. reason, that he's going to be a Jaguar. I'm oh, okay with God. that. I'm okay oh, with that. Please no. Please because no. he's not in my division. Do you, you want to okay? trash UNC a little bit and get into some college college sports talk here? Uh, I'm I'm thrilled, honestly, that UNC is recruiting well because, for God's sake, can the ACC step their game up in quality football? <laughs> I'm sick of every year around the playoff, everybody's saying, "Oh, Clemson plays nobody." You know, they could, you know, which we don't, and you know, we have we cakewalk into the playoff. I'd like to have some regular season games be interesting. When I was a student, Florida Whoa. State was like was like one of the best yeah, yeah, teams in the country. Now we had uh, several other. And we had several other really good games every single year. The games were interesting. The games aren't interesting anymore. It's almost boring to be a, a Clemson football fan, honestly. And I hate Humble to break. say that, but the, the ACC has tanked in football talent. I had a roommate that was that is a huge Florida State fan. <laughs> and it might have been the funniest thing in the world watching him watch a Florida State Clemson game. He's like, Wah! We were champions. We were this. Ah, ah, like going absolutely nuts because Florida State has fallen down so tremendously in the last couple years. And now he like every year he tries to hype me back into it. And he's like, you know, Florida State, they got a new head coach. They're going to be really good this year. They're recruiting well. You know, all we just need to fix is our offensive line. And then Clemson just steamrolls them. And I... <laughs> Can't get over it. I, uh, you know, well, you you witness Clemson like actually legitimately kind of rise up to what they are now, and you're a Clemson alumni, so like you've seen them actually get better, which I kind of envy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my, every whenever I say, "Oh, I went to Clemson," everybody thinks, "I, you know, I'm just some person that picked you know the hot team in football." And then I always point out my freshman year. We were six and seven Ooh. and lost to South Florida in the Meineke Car Care Bowl. Oh, boy. <laughs> I bet, I bet so like. Uh... For anybody to claim I am some bandwagon alumni who went to some school because Yo. they started playing football, I immediately bring that point up and I, <laughs> I can squash that mentality in a heartbeat. I bet uh, like 12 year old Greg over here was probably betting on that game. Uh, no comment. <laughs> no comment. No comment. Hey, man, look, I think you as a Clemson alumni and also Clemson fan have probably witnessed far more greatness from your like favorite college program than I will ever in my lifetime as a Michigan fan. So Godspeed to you. God bless you for having that success because oh, I probably will never see it in my lifetime. Imagine not being a Syracuse well, fan and watching it be Clemson in 2017. Couldn't be me. Oh, uh, couldn't be you. Oh, yeah. 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 Every, every now and then a blind squirrel finds a nut. It sounds like they own you, pal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, then they gave you the scare down in uh, in Clemson. Um, I remember that I was game. at that game. Yeah. I was at that game. Bullets, pal. Wait, when? <laughs> oh. what year was that? Was that? 20 2018 and then trevor came back and uh that was his first start as a true freshman and he gets he gets his neck drilled and then he then he leads us to a national championship and stomps all over uh you know runs all over uh him and justin ross just run over notre dame i was at that game in the cotton bowl which was a blast as well because we we were out oh my god we were outnumbered three to one by notre dame fans 
and all when they they were really loud and confident when they walked and in. They shouldn't have been. <laughs> they were. They were no, no, no. Because that that was. I thought that I thought we were going to win, but I thought that it would be. I thought they'd score at least a touchdown. You have no idea how happy it. I felt watching Notre Dame get crushed by Clemson. <laughs> And also, Ohio State get crushed by Clemson. I was crushed by both of those teams in previous years, yes. Not Notre Dame as much, but... And you know what's weird? Like, I hate Ohio State with a burning passion. I hate Notre Dame just a little bit more because (laughs) I feel like the rivalry there is a little bit more, you know, of a rivalry than it is with Ohio State. So when... I watch Notre Dame get absolutely crushed. And when I watch Michigan crush Notre Dame, like I did this last fall, it was the most beautiful football I've ever seen because I've met Notre Dame fans that are the absolute worst in all of football and all of sports period, I think. And seeing those stupid Notre Dame fans faces go from like pure, joy of being in a college football playoff game to just going to absolute misery (laughs) in watching a college football playoff game is the best thing that I can ever experience. So I'm sure as a Clemson fan, witnessing that live was even better because shutting up all those Irish must have been (laughs) perfection. It was was a tremendous amount of fun. And it was actually a, terrific follow-up to remember when we played when uh, clemson and notre dame played in the regular season years ago in the hurricane oh what year is that was that 2000 2015 i was at that game in death valley oh, oh my shit God. Wait, that 2015 was... so who's the who's the who's the quarterback for clemson that year uh that was deshaun watson so deshaun watson was all right uh, that was his sophomore. That was his sophomore year. It was Dwayne Kaiser's uh, first start. Oh my Dame, god! Uh, ah, Deshaun Kaiser sucks. <laughs> he did pretty well. He did pretty, he did pretty good that night. But I that was uh, I I've been through games in blistering heat down there. Uh, I never ever thought I would go to a game in a hurricane. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm looking at the box score here of that game. 24-22, they won. Yes. Yeah. Notre Dame, Notre Dame scored a, a, a touchdown with like 10 seconds to go, and we blocked them on the two-point uh, conversion. Oh, and then so we, awesome. Then we, oh, my gosh. It was, a great, it was a great finish. It must have oh. been rocking there. Oh, it, it, well, actually, the problem was uh, – uh, the band really uh, was affected because it was so they couldn't really play that well. So the atmosphere got a little bit affected, but uh, and, uh, people weren't quite jumping around nearly as much. Just for some reason, rain people like to stand still. Yeah. I got a trivia uh, piece of trivia here for you. Who scored a touchdown in that game that was on that Notre Dame team? That was on the Notre Dame yeah. team. I can't answer that. I can name every person <laughs> from Clemson who scored that Tory night. Tory Hunter Jr. caught a pass from Deshaun oh, Kaiser. Yeah, seven yes, seconds yes. left in the Way. game. He caught, he caught the pass to go down by two, and then they failed the two point conversion. Yep. Ah, Fun fact. Yes. He he played at Notre Dame. <gasps> Speaking of, I forget that. I forget that all the time. Speaking of forgotten uh, players, uh, 
just want to point out tomorrow, Bobby Bonilla makes uh, about 1.19. Okay. All right. All right. Name me one Braves or Nationals player that is like 50 years old getting 1.19 million every July 1st. Please go ahead. I'll, uh, I'll give you 25 seconds to think about that if you really want to. <laughs> Without looking it up, name me one. <laughs> probably not a lot of them, but you know what? There's I'll say this. zero of them because no one's getting paid at 50 years old because only the fucking But they're going to be. They're going to be. Yeah, my ass. Oh my! Manny God. Ramirez, I think, is still on the Red Sox. Yeah, payroll. something crazy. Um, the I know. Um, the actually, as of today, the Nets are done paying Darren Williams now. Oh wow! wow. And wow. I don't think he's played on the Nets since 2015. If I uh, if I'm correct here. Fun fact um, about Darren Williams: I once saw a guy who looked just like him. Did you? Was yes. it him? I thought it was him. I went up to him, and it was not him. <laughs> And we were like, hey, are you Darren Williams? No, but the guy said he did get that quite often. And I was like, I'm sorry. I was like 14. So I <laughs> um, felt like it was a pretty another, fair statement. Another brutally bad contract in New York sports. Um, what's his name? The Islanders old goalie, Rick uh, DiPietro. He's getting paid yep. uh, $1.5 million every year through 2029. Yeah. And Giancarlo Stan's getting paid like $25 million a year for the next 10 years. Uh, to to strike out on uh, sliders down and away, and not play because he has a strained calf for five months. Yep, the Knicks are still paying Joakim Noah, by the way, too. Yeah, oh. ugliest <laughs> motherfucker on planet Earth, by the way. <laughs> Ugly. Yeah. So, someone said that Sam Cassell because uh, I changed my profile picture on Twitter to Sam Cassell like two weeks ago, and someone said you really made it the ugliest player in NBA history. I'm like Joakim Noah exists, man. Yeah. Like, that dude yeah. just looks like if someone put long hair on Ice JJ Fish and said, "Go play basketball." <laughs> That's what it looks like. Like put up Ice JJ Fish and Joe Kim Noah next to each other side by side, <laughs> and you're gonna see the same person. Oh my god! Yeah, he's he's uh, he, also, he's he's not the uh, the the nicest looking guy for sure. Um, yeah. so we'll wrap up here. Um, last segment. So last week we did our, uh, favorite kind of all time baseball moments on, you know, from our favorite teams and then from, um, you know, our, just anything in general. Um, this week we will go around and say our, like the coolest or most like favorite, um, sports moment you experienced in person. Like you were in the crowd at the game. Uh, so if whoever wants to start, uh, feel free to hop in here. Who's going first? Sounds like you, bud. <laughs> God damn it. You do this to me all the time now. Fuck. Well, you spoke first, so I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. First, hop in first. You hopped in first. All right. I guess I'll hop in first. Uh, I have a couple. Okay. Um, some of it is recency bias, but, you know. I'm fine with recency bias because it was still a pretty hype moment to watch live. So while the Mets were in their postseason-esque run (laughs) in the middle of August. And this um, is last summer? Last summer. I went to the second of the uh, three Mets Nationals game where the Mets had like an immaculate comeback. And... The Mets were down a run against the Nationals because uh, Juan Soto hit this like brilliant home run off of you know uh, Seth Lugo in the top of the eighth, and I was like, they're gonna fucking lose this game. It's it's over. It's done. And then Mickey Callaway 
God rest his, you know, career as a, (laughs) you know, manager had the brilliant idea to put in Luis Guillorme at bat. And I said to myself, we're losing this game. It's (laughs) over. It's done. I'm sick of this shit as a Mets fan. Let's just leave. We're on the Shea Bridge. We're just standing there in our stupid Mets Hawaiian (laughs) shirt. Hawaiian shirt giveaway. I remember, like, I specifically remember that, like, being a thing and, like, making fun of that. The Mets Hawaiian shirt night. And I'm just (laughs) sitting there wasted. And I say to myself, like, this game is over. Let's go. They're putting Luis Guillorme up at bat. Luis Guillorme hits a bomb. Bomb to the Shea Bridge right in front of me. And this stadium is going insane. And I see this dude lift up his, like, you know, poster board. And all it says is, you know, you gotta believe. And I was like, oh, my God, we're winning the World Series this year. This is unreal. (laughs) And... You know, I've witnessed the Wilmer Flores walk-off home run. I have witnessed, you know, several other amazing Mets moments. I've witnessed, you know, some crazy giant wins. I've witnessed so many other, like, I've witnessed devil playoff clinches. I think recency bias is absolutely something that was, you know, a factor in me thinking of this when you posted that. But I think watching him hit his first career home run as a met in that tour and like the ball coming right towards me <laughs> in the reaction of every single fan around me and them then going on to win that game while I was there was something I will never forget. Absolutely. I will never forget that moment. They didn't make the world. They didn't make the playoffs. They didn't they win did the not. world series. Like, like I thought they would, but you know what? I I can't ever forget a moment like that because of just like the person I was with, the people I was surrounded by and like how crazy that was when Luis Guillorme, the guy that we just brought up from the minor leagues like <laughs> 2 weeks ago, hits a home run for the ages that was his first home run ever. No, I can't forget that. I'll never forget <laughs> that. So that that was my Probably my favorite in-person sports moment, and I'll never forget it. One bit. Yep, and that was probably the highlight of the 2019 Mets, too. Uh, fuck off, but all right. <laughs> um, Don't forget the whole run derby. Oh, true. We do have that, that so suck it. That is true. Um, That's their biggest team accomplishment in a long time. True, 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 true. All right. <laughs> who, who wants to go next here? Hmm. I'll go. Why not? Okay, good. <laughs> cool. Uh, so I know I've probably given out a lot of uh, really good uh, Clemson memories here. However, there's one that stands out above all, and I didn't mention it strictly because I knew we were talking about this at the end of the show. Uh, the first time we played Alabama in the championship game and came up just short, I said to myself, you know, I really regret not going because we may never make it back. I thought that was the closest we were ever going to get, and I missed it. We made it back the next year in Tampa. I said, I don't care what it takes this year, I'm going. I flew to Jacksonville through a blizzard <laughs> and met up with my buddy. We road tripped, like, got four or five hours all the way from Jacksonville to Tampa. 
I d- went down there with no ticket to the game. I just flew down there and said, I'm going to buy a ticket off the street. I paid, I think, I think I paid in cash like $600 from some stranger, got a ticket. It was duplicated <laughs> and stolen, oh my God. but I still got in the stadium. <laughs> they still let me in. I, because I went as soon as the gate opened up. So I think I scanned it before everybody else. Interesting. I don't know how, <laughs> but but I don't know how. I, I don't care. I got face value for a lower deck ticket. I know friend, I, so I had some friends of mine that paid for nosebleeds that paid four figures for tickets. So they got ripped off. I think I got the better end on that one. But uh, we fall behind. We come back. We have that amazing drive at the end. And I, Hunter Renfro, I was on the concourse in the lower deck. And right in front of me, Hunter Renfro caught that, t- made wow. that catch with oh one second gosh. to go. I, I've never taken drugs in my life. <laughs> I don't need to take drugs. No drug could possibly ever come close to that high and excitement <laughs> that I felt in my life. That place went absolutely wild and i became instant best friends with people i never saw before and have never seen since but it was just a moment that i I truly just can i I can sit here and say i'm never gonna forget and i said to myself you know i don't if we never win again i don't care because i have this but since then we've we've stayed relevant and gone on this great run but you know we could never win another national championship again that memory for me makes it all worth it. And I can't think of anything that'll come that close. Yeah, no, that is literally incredible. Like you were right there for like an iconic moment of sports, like in the last decade. And I almost didn't look. I couldn't watch leading up. (laughs) I said, I'm not looking. As soon as I hear the whistle, I'm going to pop my head up and look. (laughs) I couldn't, I swear, I felt more sick to my stomach ever in my life right then and then i hear the whistle i pop up and i see hunter renfro walk backwards into the end zone (laughs) and it just the place went wild that's like i don't think we could probably top that like being at literally a national championship game with like a game winning one day (laughs) mine is not even remotely close to that cool (laughs) i've seen like zero cool things in person because nothing ever happens at games i go to yeah right Uh, one day one day it'll happen for you guys don't worry it'll happen be patient one day it's gonna happen i thought i'd never see it happen but it did let's hope it's the yankees though yeah i've been i've been to two yankees playoff games and nothing cool really happened either there's one so yeah that's pretty cool but i'd say i'd say my favorite in-person uh sports moment is uh when the guardians won their first game uh, oh, oh, it's pretty, what a time that oh, was. pretty fun, pretty fun <laughs> moment for me. Cause that day was just euphoric as all hell. Um, oh. yeah, I mean, just for lack of anything interesting ever happening in games that I go to, uh, I would say that that's by far my favorite in-person moment is watching the guardians win their inaugural game. And it's like, Oh my God, please come back in my life soon. <laughs> oh my God. The XFL will come back. The XFL is going to come you, back. I know. I just have a gut. You feeling. see it. You see the vision. It's coming. It's coming back. Yes, please. I need um, it back. I need it back like I need everything in life. <laughs> I made was... so much money gambling on the XFL. And it's yeah, short time. I, I definitely missed the XFL. Um, I, I was there too, and it was so cold, but it was just like so much fun. Just like 
it's football. We have a team to root for, but it doesn't really matter. Like it was exactly. just like, dude, it was just like sick. Cause like Eagles yeah. fans, Patriots fans, Jets <laughs> fans, Giant fans we were all there. Together. It's just like, wow, we're all Guardians fans. Like, let's go XFL. Yeah. This is really cool. And then it was like, nah, COVID. Yeah, that was they were, I, the league was just doing so well too. Oh, it, was, it was getting like NBA viewership. It was like doing actually really good. Yeah, uh, it's just so depressing. St. Louis was gonna op- St. Louis was gonna open up the upper deck in their stadium. <laughs> they were eventually gonna sell out that dome. I was convinced. And they probably put them. Oh. Uh, I was totally could've. convinced. And Seattle was honestly gonna fill up probably half that stadium sooner or later than later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and DC and DC had the beer cup snake. The league was just Every- fun. We had our beer own oh beer cup gosh. snake, baby. We, we tried. It was not at DC's level. <laughs> Um, one of these episodes, we maybe got ten. We maybe got ten rows. <laughs> that second game, you guys tried building it. I blacked out so hard. I didn't even know you tried to build one. <laughs> I didn't even know you tried to build one until I woke up from pouring a white claw on my pants on the train to see it. Oh my god! <laughs> um, yeah, one of these episodes, we'll we'll have a nice depressing XFL candlelight vigil. Um, oh, I would love that. Yes, that would be great. Let's talk, let's I still forty-five minutes for probably about the XFL games <laughs> yep. we went to. We'll, we'll say our eulogies and everything. Um, so yeah, yeah, XFL. We're big XFL guys here. Um, we'll definitely get into guys. that more. Um, all right. So I guess I'll go with my favorite in-person moment. Um, I, I brainstormed a few here. Probably my favorite was I went to a playoff game in 2017. Um, I went to game four of the ALDS against the oh. Indians. Um, Ooh, wow. that one. stadium was rocking. Like, Swinging a drive to right? Was that that? That was, that was, that? No, that was game three. The oh, you're right. Run. Oh, crap. You're right. Shit. Yep. That was, that was game three. I was at game four. I think Trevor Bauer was pitching. Um, oh, Tanaka through a gym, right? No, that was game three, too. Shit. I'm really mixing these games up in my head. Yeah. <laughs> that was game three, also. But yeah, game four. And like everyone was so on edge. Like every single pitch, like the stadium was full. Like every pitch, like if there was a strike thrown, you would clap and like cheer. It was crazy. And like I've never experienced a baseball atmosphere like that at any other game. And like if like the Yankees like got a hit or like scored like an RBI, you know, single or even like a home run, like. I was in the upper deck. You could just feel the entire stadium shaking. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Like it was, it was such an electric experience. And like they won and they were going back to Cleveland for game five. And it was wild. And what a year that was. And screw the Astros for cheating. Dude, no, nothing will ever be <laughs> as electric as Yankee Stadium during the playoffs. I'm trying to find the video right yes. now of myself when the Yankees, like, what? I think they honestly just like, I think it was right after Glaber got that hit down the line. I oh here I found a video. It's, this is like me screaming. Oh, and then I proceeded <laughs> to hug like seven thousand people around me after Glaber got yeah, like an RBI yeah. single. I, I can yeah. hear the octaves in your voice that are just like inebriated. Like oh look. Hey now we pregame the game at Billy's right up the road, so it was like oh my god. Oh that was oh, such man, a fun miss, game though. I miss Yankees playoffs and Yankees baseball in general. Uh, it's not gonna be the same but we we'll, we'll have eulogies for that too um some of my honorable mentions here um just because i like doing honorable mentions um so i went to a yankee spring training game in 2010 at uh down in tampa um do you guys remember denard span yeah 
Yes. Yeah, he hit a foul ball and it hit his mother in the head. <laughs> that is a super tough scene. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like he was he was like the first he was the first batter of the game too, and like we were like everyone was watching. Like I was in the stands, and like he just fouled one off, and like you see it hit this woman, and she just like smack on the ground. We're like, oh my god! And then he like went he went running into the stands too, and we're like, wait, what is going on? And then, like, we found out it was his mother. And was, Ryan oh hates mothers confirmed. <laughs> it was it was crazy. So um, so that was that was definitely a unique um, unique in person experience. Um, I did see a triple play in in person um, in the Tropicana Field five four three classic triple play turned by the Yankees. Um, All right, then. I went to an army game when I was younger, army football, and they actually beat Vanderbilt. So I can say I saw army beat an SEC team. I saw them get whipped by TCU in like 2005. <laughs> yeah, um Oklahoma was supposed to come this fall. I was trying to get tickets to that. Um, oh yeah, that's right. That's if that does happen, it's not probably not going to be with fans there, so that's too bad. Um uh, but that would have been pretty cool. Um and then James, when we went to that Nets game, Kyrie Irving dropping 50 points first game. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool, but he missed a game-winning shot, so that kind of ruined it. Yeah, it was uh, – all, all in all, that was that was a pretty fun night because yeah. even, even though he wasn't going to play, KD got introduced. Oh, yeah, yeah. We saw Kevin Durant in the flesh. Uh, so, that was cool. Yeah. Um, and then Ryan, Knicks game, man. Oh, God. <laughs> Sell the team. <laughs> I was thinking about <laughs> BZAP. I was thinking about that game when you posted up that question, like favorite, you know, like favorite <laughs> in-person sports moments. Cause I talk about that night all the time to <laughs> what a night. everybody. They lost so badly, but they lost night, so man. badly. They <laughs> lost so badly, but we had such good seats for such reasonable prices, not even <laughs> prices. We were given half the tickets. Yeah. Am I wrong? And not only were all of the fans saying sell the team, the people behind us, the bartenders <laughs> and the snack distributors yes. were saying sell the team. And we were going absolutely ape shit because it was so loud that they had to play music <laughs> over us. <laughs> Brandon, you left that detail. You buried the lead, I man. Know. You left the best part of the I know, story I know. out. God, like, oh it was a God. brilliant. And then you just go on Twitter like, like 15 minutes later and it's like and you see like like about. msg announcer or like you know like nicks reporters are like we can hear a sell the team chant over the msg broadcast <laughs> like yes. oh my god really like legit but it was on like bleacher report and everything and it's like james dolan got out of his seat and left and i think that was probably like one of the most satisfying moments of my life <laughs> Oh, one hundred percent. Funny game. One hundred percent. Like the Knicks are just so bad, but what a good time! That's man. another discussion for another time. Yes, yes. The uh, the the sad boy Knicks podcast. Um, that God, one will don't be coming get soon me too. Started. Don't <laughs> get me. Le- leave well, me with that uh... episode if you don't want to hear a bunch of yelling and screaming, sounding like <laughs> Howard Radner for three hours. I, I'm serious. Oh well, God. at least Dolan took your advice and sold the Liberty. Yeah, right? We got one team out of there. We got the women's team out. Give me Liberty or give me death. Yes. Go Liberty. Yes. <laughs> um. 
Okay, well, that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, some new sports stuff going on. Um, but uh, yeah, anything? Any last words from uh, from our guys here? Uh, you guys can follow me at Sports Guy Rye Guy. Uh, you're just gonna see a lot of depressing Mets, Michigan Giants, <laughs> Jersey Devils, and Knicks tweets. But you know, it's a good time, no matter what you see. So. Have fun with that. Yeah, you can follow me at white underscore machismo underscore where I basically just post shit posts and uh, troll people all day long because it's hilarious to me and I'm bored because of COVID. <laughs> James, you want to share any of your social media or not? Nah? Sure. You can follow me on Instagram at JLCU underscore TTM graphs where you'll see uh, I post uh, pretty much daily polls on current events and uh, anything that is relevant in the sports world. And I also post a lot of my sports memorabilia on there. So feel free to follow. And I love interacting yes, with everybody. Yes. James has a man cave like no other. Um, so ben Stiller. Follow him. Um, oh, yeah. I ran into Ben Stiller randomly in uh, Aramont, New York, of all places. <laughs> That's a, I think I, I think that's another quick story, but we're done for today. I'll tell that story another time. All right. So we're just wrapping it up here. Um, but yeah, go follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and that's it for tonight. So peace out, y'all. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Go Bulls. Thank you for having me and looking forward to it next time. All right. Peace.